like it's a Maplethorpe reference? Uh, uh, totally, yeah. So basically, I'm staring directly, I'm making direct eye contact with Robbie Williams from the back cover of Feel. Yeah. His biography? His biography. Not auto. No, it's written by Chris Heath. One of my favorite writers of all time, <laughs> who I definitely know. Amazing author. I mean, girl, this is like 700 pages. It's a tome. He wrote that book. So do you, have you read this before? No, I've read a portion of it. Yeah. And it's very like, it's like an extended Esquire interview. Gotcha. Of like, and then Robbie woke up and he was hungover and then he went to the studio and then he got coffee. And then he scratched behind his ear and then he, uh, yeah. I mean, so does it go into Robbie Williams's like story? I think I hadn't gotten to that part. Okay. Like his, his tragic backstory that I don't know anything I about. I know. I want to know it too now. Yeah. How did the Rob, the Robbie Williams become? That's such a good question. Cause you know, with sync, like yeah. what was that guy's name? Lou something. Lou Pearlman. Lou Pearlman. Yeah. He like assembled in sync yeah and i feel like take that similarly probably was a similar don't you think it must have been because i don't think five 14 year old boys get together and they're like you know we should have a boy band (laughs) i wish more would i wonder if they do that now maybe i guess so are we back in a boy band era like are there any i bet if i was like on the right tiktok algorithm yeah i would start seeing like the new guard of boy bands. I name a boy band. I mean, I can't. I can't name a single boy there's band. There's not one. I mean, the last like era of boy bands that I'm aware of. I mean, there's like BTS, which is like you know, I don't K-pop. Oh, K-pop, totally. Which is totally different. And there's K-pop girl groups also. And those are like they run on such a different like logic. Mm-hmm. Like they're assembled, but the people who are in those like train like crazy there's crazy auditions to be part of them there's like a whole system for that mm. i'm I, I believe i feel like it used to be that with backstreet boys and nsync it was like you totally had to go to florida and like learn to be because there was like an industry for it 100%. there was like a like a supply and demand kind of market for mm. it couldn't get enough no and and there was a pipeline directly from the Mickey Mouse yes, Club. Yes, there was, girl. Yes, there was. I was, you know, someone was had to invoke the Mickey Mouse Club. One Direction. Wonder. I was just going to talk about One Direction because I watched like a YouTube video about like One Direction's like history, and it is really jarring and wild to watch the clips of them on the X Factor, which is I think what they were originally on. Did you know oh. that? So they assembled themselves. No, they were all individual auditioners for the X Factor. And then Simon Cowell in his, you know, expert. His uh, brilliance. In his brilliant mind. Yeah. He assembled them as a boy band together. Mm. He said, combined forces. Combined forces. Do you think that's where his money came from? Simon? Yeah. I mean, Simon at that point was already like... What was his thing pre... um, I think he had been like a record producer or something. Why is the show escaping me? American Idol. Thank you. Well, because the thing is, like, he was immediately the breakout judging star from 
<laughs> because he was just like, ew, you're horrible. Yeah, he became a meme, like pre-meme. Yeah. In like first couple seasons. Oh my God, of that was Idol. so fun. That, that was such a meaner time. I know. I feel like, okay, so we have our set pop culture things that we're just going to return to over and over again. Yeah. One of them for me is American Idol because it's just like so... It's such a rich part of the lore that it, makes me me. It's an important reference. So I was super, super, super into the first like three. I think it was like the first three seasons of American Idol. Yeah. And that was like my introduction to forum culture and like. Oh, and you had to call to vote. Oh, that's democracy, baby. You were calling it. Yeah. Yeah. Vote like your life depends on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And so um, I was like really, really excited about that as like a young chanteuse. Mm. And then I think it was between the first like two seasons of American Idol. It was like very early on in the in the sort of timeline, mm. but they also did a show that not too many people know about called American Juniors. Just younger idols. And it was like kids. But the way I was actually telling my roommate about this like the other day, so it's like very fresh in my mind. Yeah. The way that they did it, because they were like, we don't really want to be too mean to the kids and like send someone home every week because that's like going to crush their dreams. Right. So what they did structurally was they had their like semifinal group of like 10 or so. And they were like, we're forming a band, like a group. Everyone gets a trophy. Well, sort of. So they're like, there's five spots in the group. So every week we're going to vote one of you through to the group. And then whoever remains. But then what <laughs> happens is it's actually meaner because the remaining people are not part of the group oh. and they've been singing to America for weeks. Oh, that is <laughs> And America hard. hated them apparently. Oh my God, sad. Amer- what was it? American Junior? American Juniors. Um, so yeah, they the first two people that got into the band were a, a sister duo. Yeah. So like the older sister got voted in the first and then everyone was like, no, we can't let her younger sister not be in it too. Ooh. Let her so play. They voted her in. And then the, one of the only other pop culture like relevance things that this show had is that it was the, um, introduction to the world uh to lucy hale okay well so lucy hale was is no is best known for being one of the pretty little liars girls okay um so lucy hale was also a contestant on american juniors Mm. so she's known as an actress these days but originally she got her start on the mic yeah And she, the funniest part about her in the group of everyone was that she clearly had started going through puberty and the rest of them hadn't. And so she was like a foot taller than everyone and was like, (laughs) she was just like a foot taller and horny. Yeah, exactly. But it just was so funny to watch her in the mix of everyone because you're like, oh yeah, this is like a weird time for kids. Yeah. You know? But those are my favorite shows. Have you seen Top Chef Junior? No. Girl, it's so cute they're all like come on you can do it and then when the kid gets like someone like overcooks their eggs or whatever and the like little kid will be like (laughs) like crying during elimination and all the other kids like come and give him a hug they're just like it's okay like no matter what happens you're a great cook they really do love the supportive 
vibes. Girl, I'm a little hungover. I want to watch that all day now. Let's do it. So positive. Okay, turn off the pod. <laughs> Only American Juniors and Top Chef Junior. That's it. I, one of the other funniest parts of American Juniors mm-hmm. is... So every week when you got voted into the band, because the other weird thing is that like with that structure, it's like you get voted into the band and then you're done. Like you're not performing every week. So there, because this is part of it too. Like when you're on a reality show, you want to move forward. Like with love is blind, they would choose a partner so that they could stay on camera longer. Exactly. Part of what, and I think that this is like what we've learned as a culture as reality TV has progressed, yeah. you want more camera time. Exactly. Like all you really want is to be on screen as long as possible. It's not about winning the $15,000. No. So yeah. basically like losing is the new winning on American Juniors. I love that. And so the, but to make it so that the like people who made it into the band were not totally like out of the memory of, you know, America, Mm. they would have them come back and do these like deranged little musical numbers every week with the band. Cause it would be like, first of all, it would be like the one person who was in the band. Then it was like the two people who are not in the band and then the three. So like they would come back and do these like just wild little numbers. And the one that I think about all the time is this like really cursed Burger King spawn con one that they did that was with the one first girl who got voted into the band. Mm. It was a song called Cheeseburgers for Me. Honestly, sounds really good. She's like, cheeseburgers for me, cheeseburgers for me right now. If I could only have a shake and some pie, my life would be so complete. I literally think about that song like so often in my just day-to-day life. Babe, there is a Jack in the Box commercial that also it lives rent-free. <laughs> It was for the ultimate cheeseburger. I mean... Meat cheese, cheese, meat cheese, and that's it. Baby, you know it's hot and juicy, because Jack don't make it till you order it. Period. (laughs) The fans are going wild. There's rioting in the streets. I do kind of feel like those two songs would make a really good... Someone should make like a like hour-long like burger-themed like mega mix. Playlist. Yeah. Yeah, I keep telling JT that I'm dying to DJ at El Prado. You should. I'm, so that that's all I'll do. That's, I'll yeah. just do all burger <laughs> Your burger <songs>. mix. <laughs> yeah. I think that that would really slay. Okay, babe, honestly. speaking of TV, yeah. we haven't talked about the Vanderpump reunion. I know. So you're caught up, right? Oh, this beyond. Week? Beyond. We're so close to the end of everything. Raquel is a demon. That... I, I don't understand how, because the thing is, listen, we're not perfect. Neither you nor I. Certainly not. We have both um, done things we may have, maybe, maybe shouldn't have. They weren't on camera, honey. Not on camera. Certainly not. Certainly not. But the thing is, for me, if I were have, if I were to ever have been confronted with the person whose sig other I was... Flirting with, sleeping with. I would never have the audacity to be like, so are you still attracted to that person? Are you still sexually attracted? Because I think you should be fucking all the time. Yeah. What? 
the hell? That conversation chilled me to my single bone. It kind of, I don't know. I was talking about it with some people afterwards. I think that part of it is like, it, it at the time you're like yeah. wrapped up in it and you're like, uh, maybe like I can talk and fix or may, something will come I think of this. Just something in her brain is broken. Yeah. She's broken. She like, she, she doesn't react to situations in ways that like feel regular. Like it doesn't feel like the, the, the synapses are making the right connections. Well, there's a delay. It's like talking to someone on zoom in a foreign country. She's definitely like a second behind. (laughs) I mean, I will say I loved when Lala was like, You'd have a more productive conversation with a pig right now. <laughs> I know a pig. I was like, excuse was like, me. Honestly, true. Would love to hear Katie and a pig have a really in-depth convo. Okay, but I am obsessed with James now. James is my favorite. I mean, James has always been my favorite. Why is he so fucking funny? He, like, literally, I watched a TikTok compilation of just, like, James's best moments. And I was like, <laughs> this fool never misses he is like bringing his A game to television at every moment. It's really amazing. It's just like he's such a perfect combo of like insane, bitchy, queeny, like diva vibes, but then also like so vulnerable, mm, sensy. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's very sensitive. Like his moments of desperation are hilarious. I also, so my TikTok is so Vanderpump pilled these days. Oh, and like all of my feed is just like people reacting to Scandaball yeah, yeah. in different ways. But I saw a clip from the one reunion with. I think it was maybe the season six reunion. It was the one where um, Jack, oh, it might've been seven. It was like Jax and Brittany were like really fighting with James. And uh, when James, it was like- the reunion where Raquel walked in wearing that frilly floofy dress. Oh, and she was like, it's fresh off the runway actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I'm like, no, it's not honey. <laughs> Fresh off of Fashion Nova, bitch. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was Rent the Runway. (laughs) Yeah. Fresh off Alibaba. Fresh off of Alibaba. Um, But like James, it's so funny because like Jax is being like homophobic to James about his relationship with Logan. Do you remember that? This was the season when, so Brittany and Jax were mad because he did the Kanye style rap first about (laughs) Jax Jax fucking fucking faith. faith. Okay. Something, something wraith, Jax fucked faith. Amazing. Honestly so good. Yeah. I think this is the season after that because I think it was not the season where he was because part of what was so great about season six is that that's the season where James is fully bisexual and like that in was, love that with Logan. That never got looped back. No, never. And do you remember also James was living with that older yes. gentleman <laughs> who was vi- like, he would come up to James and be like, so what are we doing tonight, bro? James yeah. is like, you're 60, <laughs> so I have plans. Yeah, I... I will say though, James's response to Jax being like, because Jax was being like, oh, your boyfriend, Logan, your boyfriend. Oh. Right. James is being like, yeah, well, if he wanted to be my boyfriend, he would have been or something. He's like, that's not very nice. Mm. And I was like, James, my fucking woke king. Interesting. James, the bisexual icon. So, but he never said he was bisexual. He never said he was bisexual, but he never said he was not sexually attracted and having sex with Logan. <laughs> so it's kind of like, mm? Mm? 
It did raise some questions. It really raised the eyebrows. Yeah. It really just... Oh, I noticed an Easter egg that I've been wanting to talk to you about. Yeah. So do you remember... So on the last episode when Raquel and Charlie go to Polka Dots and Moonbeams... <laughs> my favorite story also One of my is. favorite boutiques yeah. on West Third Street. They go to Polka Dots and Moonbeams and Raquel's just like, wait, let me see that lightning bolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Charlie's like, bye, bye, whatever. Also, the fact that it's fucking like $750. And it's just like, sweetheart. Like, bitch, go on Etsy. Go the fuck on Etsy. Like. So whatever. Huh? But she, pick, you know, she picks out the lightning bolt because that's Sandoval's oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. I had no idea until halfway through the episode, you see Sandoval with his oh, yeah. own little lightning bolt Well, that bolt was charm. the thing that was like, that came out before like they got to this part of the season when Scandaval originally was like breaking. That was a huge thing. They were like, Oh, they've both been wearing their matching lightning bolt necklaces as like a little, Oh Ugh. my God. Because it's apparently so good. the lightning bolt emoji for captions on Instagram. Come on. Apparently it itself. it's a Tom Tom. It's like part of the Tom it's their Tom logo. logo. Yeah. So it's like a little Easter egg for the, for the girlies who in the know. So fun. Yeah. Next week I feel like isn't going to be that satisfying and that's fine because we've seen the clip so many times now. That's what I'm saying. I was talking about this with my roommate also. I was like, I'm almost a little, not that I'm tapped out because I'm still very much along for the ride and mm-hmm. I want to see how it all plays out. But it's like, people continuing to claim that there's like new shocking tea coming right. out. I'm like, it's not shocking anymore because we like the biggest shock already reverberated, mm-hmm. you know, like we know mm-hmm. you, you can't beat the initial, like <gasps> you can't beat it. But then when Sandoval went on Howie Mandel, it was pretty amazing. I mean, yes. Not to say that there haven't been things that have like really ratcheted it up aftershocks aftershocks, but they're not ever going to reach no, the same right. level. And I kind of, I'm just like, at a certain point, they're milking it so dry. Oh, beyond. And it just makes me a little bit like like every single one of the cast members having their own podcast where all they talk about is it is like, all right. Wait, do they? I just know about Sheena's. Sheena has one. Lala has one. Kristen oh. Doty has one. They literally all only talk about it. You know what? Thank God they got a meal ticket out of this. I know, I know. They were getting paid seven ninety nine at yeah. Sir plus tips. It's like plus the tips. There you go. Now you're finally getting paid for being hot. Yeah, the one thing I you mean, never wanted. I was like, sort of like riffing mentally to myself about Lala's. <laughs> Wait, not riffing mentally to yourself. Was I was having a thought. I yeah. <laughs> the cool thing about me is that sometimes <laughs> I like think about things and their thoughts in my brain. I was performing thought. <laughs> <laughs> now performing the act of thought. Welcome to the stage. Okay, sorry. You're so thinking. I was thinking and I was like Lala now that she's no longer with Rand, like, what's her fucking income like? Yeah. And I was like, actually, though, you know what? Maybe this bitch actually does have a lot of revenue streams. She's got Give Them La La Beauty. I wonder if anyone purchases. I have no idea. I thought I saw a TikTok today where some girl was reviewing it, but I think it was a different product. It's just, it's so interesting because it's like so few 
celebrity. I mean, and also like she's not a big enough celebrity. She, it's not like Selena Gomez launching Rare Beauty. You know what I mean? Completely true. However, you've seen the Sandoval and the most extras concert footage where women yeah. are like throwing themselves at Sandoval. Like, I think they do have mega fans. I mean, and also too, like I went to Schwartz and Sandy's and it's like, there we go. Exactly. People to pack a restaurant on like a fucking Wednesday. Well, and girl, you went and spent $75 or whatever. Period. I'm part of the problem. You're part of the problem. Well, really you should be investing that and give them Lala beauty. See? Yeah, probably so. (laughs) (laughs) That's feminism. As a, as a beauty guru myself, (laughs) literally as a, as a makeup influencer, I feel like, um, I was ultimately impressed by the amount of revenue streams that she has. Yeah. She has given the Lala beauty. She has whatever child support Rand is giving her. And then she also has her podcast, which I think is probably doing really well now. And she gets paid from the show and she gets paid from the show. Yeah. That's a lot of different Carl. And she has her little appearances and shit. Yeah. She's probably rocking and rolling. She's probably rocking and rolling. Kristen's the question mark. Kristen has been the question mark since she left the show. Wait, let's get on Etsy and buy her old t-shirt. I'm ready for that. <laughs> what was her brand again? I have no oh, idea. James May. James May. <laughs> and the shirts were like, don't worry, be happy. I'm also obsessed with the fact that she named her company. I mean, James May is such a like name for a company with shirts that look like that. So true. But also <laughs> the fact that she hated James from the show so much and would name her company James May. Maybe she started the LLC, but it was papered as James May and it would have yeah. been a whole thing with accounting to start yeah. over. Yeah, it's a whole rigmarole. <laughs> Come on. But so she, I know when she left the show, she started dating like a rich guy. Kristen did? Yeah. That makes sense. And she was like moving in and living with like a pretty wealthy guy. Okay. So good for her. Yeah. Go off. She has her podcast now. She. Do you, have you listened to the pod? I have. And she's actually like not a bad pod. Like she's not like bad to listen to. God, there's so much content in this world. I it's know. like being a kid in a candy store I every know. day. I kind of just am generally not that interested in any of the Vanderpump people's podcasts. Yeah. Other than a couple of the ones I've listened to about Scandaval because they basically just have their weird friends on as guests. It's like all in a very specific circle. And I'm kind of like outside of the context of the show, I'm really not that interested in like these like we ho freaks. Yeah. That makes (laughs) sense. Completely. It does beg the question. Like why is Lala not on like call her daddy? Like why is she not on a really big platform talking about this? I Joe Rogan when feel like she could be she could be it's it easily. seems like maybe we're just like in this very insular Vanderpump rules but it feels like or Vanderpump world but it feels like everything everyone is talking about this everyone's right discussing now. it so it's kind of like mm, why good, not good morning America like <laughs> when are they calling fucking the today show it is random it is random give her like a guest editor position yeah. at poosh give her lala give her lala give her lala i was like so the event that they had for um something about her that then like moved over to wait girl Sir. we need to talk about that event that event was so <laughs> sad <laughs> but i was like part of what i was like thinking when i was looking at it i was like this is peak like when you look at all the people that are there outside of the cast yeah i was like this is peak weho like who was there it was just like random looking people at sir at both 
I didn't realize there was anyone at the sandwich were, party. If you look closely, Oof. there's like some other like clearly just actual friends of theirs mm-hmm. who I'm like this. If I saw this whole group out and none of these people were famous, mm-hmm. I'd be like, this is like a, this is the epitome of like a group of people you see out in WeHo. Just like late thirties Hollywood people. Yeah. Like yeah. there's like two or three who are like stunningly beautiful, right. who are like the stars of the group. And then there's like three or four who are just like random, like straightened hair wearing Shein, you know? Fascinating. And like, like a guy, like one guy who looks really dumpy. I never see girls around. Like I never, I never see girls at like Ariana's pool party. It seems like it's always just gay guys are the plus ones. There's definitely like a gay guy contingent. Yeah. But there are, I mean, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, completely. So I, um, this is a great transition into the fact that I last night did my like bi-monthly WeHo pilgrimage. You literally have to. You have to. It's part, well, it's part of your job. Like, yeah. You would get fired from, <laughs> from this podcast. From this podcast. So I'm like reporting live <laughs> from the dance floor at Evita. <laughs> what are the gays wearing? I honestly haven't done it for so long. It sounds fun. Like what music were they playing? It was all remixes of pop divas, of course. Oh, interesting. Okay. And there was like a little stage where there were go-go dancers wearing these enormous feather headdresses. Mm, showgirls. And that was fun. That I liked so fun. I liked the Vegasy showgirls energy of it all. What club was it at? Uh, I don't know. The party was Evita. I okay. kind of forget what the club was. But it was like a huge club? It was a pretty big club, yeah. Mm. And um, it was like, I don't know. Apparently this is something that happens every Friday. We decided we wanted to have our little WeHo moment. I love that. I really don't do that very often, but it's just nice to check the box every couple months. You have to get out there. You kind of like get scene drawn, report, scene report, draw inspiration. Fully, fully. And so, yeah, this was like, you know, pretty much everything you expect it's going to be mm-hmm. like, you know, pumping, pulsing music from oh pop God. divas. Speaking of pumping and pulsing, what were the fragrances that were being worn? Listen, I wish, I wish I was able to like detect from the sea. Yeah. I really couldn't. There was just, so I didn't do my homework and I'm so sorry, but I'll repent. I'm sure that there were scents and smells. Yes. But like I, my, my fucking, my brain was not in a place to, Oh, you left your brain at home. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) But so in talking about this, yeah. And this was like relatively uneventful, like no specific things of note happened. It just was like, you know, I was there on the scene with my little clipboard observing, making my field notes. Um, I was reminded though of when one of the times fairly re- like last year when we together did a WeHo pilgrimage, we went to the stash and we went to stash Yeah, and we had, that was a more eventful night. I thought it was so much fun. So we went to stash the night that was, uh, the release party for Kim Petras's slut pop. The the degree to which it was a release party still eludes me. Kim Petrus apparently had been there earlier in the night uh-huh. and was not there when we showed up. Not at all. Um, but it was just like, you know, gay guy, gay guys on gay guys. Completely packed. And then, so the funniest thing about that night was the multiple phone <laughs> snatchings that occurred. So I'm minding my own business and my ex has a lot of jeans. Yeah. And the back pocket's pretty large. Yeah. 
I didn't even, no, I went the whole night. We went to the club, we were dancing, yeah. talking, whatever. We were snapping selfies. I had my phone yeah. at a given point. And then we went to the after whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were leaving the after whatever. Yeah. And I was checking all the couch cushions. Yeah. My phone had been stolen two and a half hours earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but also, not only that, but two other people we were with also had their phones stolen. Well, at the party, someone had said their phone was stolen. And I was yeah. like, oh, honey, that sucks for sucks you. And then when it was time to leave, we were like, like, it was a racketeering Jokes on me. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I thought that was so funny at the time because I was like, who in 2022 is out here stealing phones? Stealing my iPhone like six. Yeah. Like have fun with that. Have fun. <laughs> Just play around. Play some Bejeweled. Why don't you? But it was that whole thing of like you're on Find My Phone and you're like, oh, it's like it, it's at Stash still. And then you're like, oh, it's turned off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, never mind. It's over now. But babe, we should go and do our own. You're making it sound so fun. We got to do it again. I would love it. I I, I feel like I need a month to recover. Okay. And then I'll go again. I'll be interested in a month. In a month. I mean, in a month, it'll be June. It'll be hot and sweaty. And you know, catch us in our LBDs. Our little LBDs. That's going to be fun. I mean, I will say, I was saying to Maddie before when we were talking about it, I was like, it is a really fun experience to go dress up as like hot and fuckable Barbie as possible and then be in a room where no one wants to fuck me. Surrounded by gay guys. Like literally, I'm like, I never put as much effort into my appearance as when I'm like in a room full of men that have no interest in me. Oh, that's kind of cool. But don't like straight men go to those things to meet ladies? If they knew what was good for them, they would. At the Abbey, it got to the point. I mean, I would go in college. The Abbey is a different story. The The Abbey is just fully straight couples now. It's yucky. Yeah. You're just like, what are you doing here? It's like not a gay bar. It's not a gay bar anymore. Fully. Yeah. Okay. So. I haven't had fun there in a really long time, but I also haven't been for like a year. Maybe we should pre at the Abbey before. Before potting. Before (laughs) Before our like 10 a.m. pod. Let's go to the Abbey. See who's there. Oh my God. The number of like sugary, shitty drinks I've spent $30 on at the Abbey. It's just like, why? It was all worth it. It was all worth it. (laughs) Every single one was worth it. It was all worth it to listen to MGMT in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. The EDM remix. I mean, I was also one of the notes on my um, topics list yeah. was music from like 2008 to 16. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a about- wide range. Yeah. But like the reason that was the range yeah. in my head, I was like, isn't it so funny that there was just this whole era of music where every song was like. We're going to the club. We're going to have the best night of our fucking lives. Yeah. Turn up. Get crazy. I, girl, it's some of the... I had a mix on that was like, I don't know. It's like demented. Black Eyed Peas, you know? Black Eyed Peas, but then also Kesha. Kesha. I think those are the two patron saints of this genre of music. <sighs> but I was like listening... I was texting you this morning. I was listening to 2014 Charlie XCX Sucker, mm-hmm. that album. Mm-hmm. And it's like so funny to know like what her persona has evolved to now to listen to that. Mm. CD CD oh, wait I love that it's a CD yeah I'm like why am I calling it a CD <laughs> uh, to listen to that record yeah uh because she's literally just like she's like being a little brat she's like oh, I don't want to go to school I'll just want to break the rules oh that's on that yeah. oh that's fun though and she's like 
boom, can't sound in my heart. Babe, these are some of the best songs there are. I know, no, it rocks. I'm like, I'm saying they're all so like ridiculous and stupid yeah. and cringe when you listen to them back. Like they sound so much worse than you remember, but they also rock. You're still rocking. Like they rock harder because they're stupider now. When you told me you were listening to an old Charlie XCX album, I just started listening to Charlie and you're like, babe, that came out like four years ago. Yeah, that I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but so good. Really, Charlie's discography, you can do a pre and post vroom vroom. Makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Like those are, that's where I draw the line. It's funny that Crash kind of like... <laughs> came like a flash of lightning mm. and out she went. Yeah. I don't know if there are any classics from that album. I thought that that album was good. Oh, I loved it. I was obsessed. But I also agree with you that it's not like instant classics. I thought it was so fun when it came out. I listened to it a hundred thousand times Same. and now I haven't revisited it once. I think for me, the timing of it was weird because it was like it came out basically right when my dad died. Mm. And so then I was like listening to it. Like I, I basically I was like, I don't have the mental capacity to find new music. So mm. I'm going to listen to like this Charlie XCX album because yeah. like, sure. And so now it's so associated with that for me, oh. but in like a negative way. Cause I was like, it wasn't even that I really wanted to be listening to it. I was just like, Oh girl, I need your obligation album. Yeah. Your Charlie XCX homework you had to do. Yeah. I just remember listening to it and like walking around the park in my hometown, like being yeah. like, and it was cold. It was just oh, like, babe, no, such a bad association. Okay. I started listening to that album right after my ex got a Peloton. Oh, so I was bad. rocking yeah, 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 yeah. to yuck. <laughs> yuck. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm ready for whatever that bitch does next. Of course. I loved um, Baby. Yeah. I loved... Um, Which we love. Good Ones. Good Ones. So good. So Good Ones, I have actually good associations with because I like listened to that one on my 2021 trip to Berlin. Mm. And that had just come out like as just a single. And so that one I have good associations with. The rest of the album, I'm like, oh. Less. Less so. Less. Oh, anyway. Um, just to bring it back, I wonder what her fragrance is. I have a guess. Mm. It's something I've never smelled, but I think. What do you think? I think it's Glossier U. <laughs> Doesn't she define Glossier U? I feel like that's like a read and <laughs> it's you're throwing shade. She defines Glossier U. I feel like that's like, she would be so mad <laughs> if you said that. <laughs> she would be like, you fucking, she'd be like, you fucking bitch. What do you think she wears? I think she wants to think that she's a little bit more edgy than that. Yeah. I don't think you know so. What I mean? Yeah, but that's not. Like she's like, do you do you consider her a main pop girl? I don't, but like I we talk about this all the time. I don't know what popular music is. I think I'm so indie because I listen to Lana and you're like, sweetheart, she's like a top 40. I think that like, Lana is a main pop girl at this okay, point. Okay. Fully. Yeah. So Charlie is like a weird one because she's like a minus tier to me. Um, I totally, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's in the mix yeah. and people like the average person knows who she is. So where's Kim in the mix? Is she a minus also? She, uh, she's like weirdly ascending. She's ascending. I mean, the fact that she has a song with Nicki Minaj, which is a bad song, but yeah. still 
still a song nonetheless i was like last night when we were i was watching drag race i was like when is kim gonna be a fucking drag race judge such a good point that's like so random that she hasn't been have there been good judges recently i haven't watched the new season There's uh, the 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 last night's episode, first like season premiere of uh, All Stars Eight was Adina Menzel, Mm, Adele Dazim. Who's that? Adina Menzel. Bitch, (laughs) you're like read a book. Yeah, (laughs) crack a spine. Why don't you? No, um, ever heard of a little show called Rent? Oh, which one is she in? Maureen, baby. Oh, I love also Alphaba Wicked. So she was in the Rent film, but she was also in the Broadway. Original cast. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's why she's a little yeah. older than the rest. <laughs> and then also Frozen. I mean, like the three things that are her big, big, her big three is Rent, Wicked, Frozen. Okay, so she's a theater gal. Yeah, but like also movies. Well, movies are musicals. <laughs> well, she was also in Uncut Gems. Unka Jams. Who was she in Jams? She was the wife. She was? And she was really good. I did not clock that at all. She was the wife. Girl, that movie is so good. I need to rewatch. I saw it in theaters and never have revisited. It's so stressful. I don't know. I don't yeah, know if I could I rewatch like, it. But I it, I remember. I remember Julia it. Fox being fucking slay. She was amazing. But other than that, also I remember the soundtrack being like a choice, but like. Well, oh, because it was all the weekend. It was no, it was like uh, one o tricks point never. Oh right! And it was very present in the yeah. mix. Like they mixed it very high. Right. So I remember watching it, being like, "Okay, they're doing a thing. Do I like it?" Question mark. I oh. get it though. Is one o tricks point never like on your Spotify most played? I don't see that for you. I mean, I used to listen to them a lot. Weirdly, yeah. Oh, interesting. Like back in like. Like two thousand nine or so. That just I don't know. Maybe like, that's too far back. Yeah. And I remember listening to them when I was in college. Wow, it kind of just seems like boy music to me. I know it is. Okay. It I mean, is. I love. Some this boy is also music. pre-transition. So. Ooh. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Speaking of boy music, I'm sure you'll get to my Eminem mix when you get to it. Oh, it's. <laughs> Listen, it's on the back burner. It's for when I have the mental capacity. It's for when I've like properly girded my loins. You need to clear space. You need to Marie Kondo your brain for that one. Yeah, I, I will be ready. I will Boom, be ready. And I'll, I'll give notes. Okay. Um, top notes, heart notes. <laughs> yeah. I'll give all the notes. The notes will not be a lie. Yeah. Um, speaking of which. Yeah. Should we get into. I'd love to. Our fucking thing that we actually podcast about that one thing yeah it's just that one thing so this is actually a podcast about fragrance in case (laughs) you didn't know um so every week maddie and i oh wow you're really giving the full background bring a fragrance (laughs) okay we are really just doing this now and we spritz each other Mm -hmm. it's a blind smell test yeah and we rank the fragrances on Longevity. Boom. Dry down. Boom. Bottle design. Uh huh. Name. Uh huh. Oh, oh, oh. Initial spritz. <laughs> Boom. Boom yeah. clack. Boom clap the sound <laughs> of my heart, baby. Yeah, so that's what we do on this little, <laughs> in this world. So 
I have a feeling that you have something fun and funky in your little bagu. I do have some fun things. In your little... I actually have two things. Oh, see, you are an overachiever. You. you did extra credit. Sorry, yeah, here's the extra credit assignment. So I'm well, taking four APs. But what's your plan with the blind smell? So I have one that is my blind smell. Okay. And then once we've talked about it a little bit, I have another one to supplement because I want to compare them. This is like on Christmas morning when you get a CD player and CDs and your dad's like, open this one first, sweetie. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) It's like they go together. They're married. Open the big one first. Yeah, exactly. So should I start since we're, you know, in this this mode? I would love that. Close your eyes. Wait, and then Ooh. I'm going to do it on me and put it away. Don't look yet. This is stunning. Yeah. This is your anise. Mm-hmm. This is stunning. <sighs> Girl, this is so pretty. It's like a Tic Tac. It's like a good and plenty. A good and plenty. It's it, To me, it is good and plenty fully. And that's exactly what I want. I didn't realize that anise was a little, it's like a little mentholated. There's a minty thing. Yeah. There's definitely some that I've been like researching that are in the anise like direction Mm -hmm. that do kind of um, have a minty direction to them too. Like there's crossover. It's a crossover episode. So this is a little smoky. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So initial spritz, prevailing vibe obviously good and plenty yeah i get like licorice candy for sure and there's basically to me not much else which is why i was so shocked to look at the notes on fragrantica and the accords Mm -hmm. because anise is like low Mm. in the list of accords and i was like bitch that's what it is it's the opening for me for sure do you get jasmine um i almost get like a little bit of the sort of like sickly jasmine that we were just outside smelling night blooming jasmine during the day yeah the rottenny kind of yeah yeah i think there's jasmine and it's smoky and there's also something about it that's almost like Nivea lotion. Mm. I don't know what that is, but it's giving Nivea a little bit. It's yeah. I would say that it's a little bit like it's got a softness to it. It's got a like It's clean. Yeah. Definitely. It's almost like and do not take this the wrong way. It's almost like really expensive hotel soap. Yeah. But the licorice makes it no, different. No, but the licorice you know? elevates it. Elevates it for sure. It's mm. like a good, mm. sweet, mm. kind of smoky licorice. This is stunning. Yeah. There's not much else to say about it beyond that. Like, it is just so that. Can I smell it on you? Yeah. Ooh, it smells so good on you. <laughs> but Ooh, I, yeah, I think yeah. it also smells good on me, to be fair. I think it wears pretty similar. Sometimes we spray things on each other and it's like, ooh, totally I know. That, I was really curious about this one because this one is, you know, like I have an FB. It's in my permanent collection. Uh, it's in the permanent collection. It's in the permanent collection. Donated yeah. by. One of my recent acquisitions. Ms. Coover. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I was a little like curious to see how it would appear on someone else. Yeah. 
because I know that for me, I like it a lot. You know, the way it mixes with the chemistry. I can tell the dry down is it gets like, it's another cream to powder. It gets powdery on the dry down. Yes. And I think it does lose a bit of the licorice Mm -hmm. as it goes on. Mm -hmm. Like the initial is so licorice that it's like, when I first spritzed this, I was just like, oh, wow, this is like exactly what I've been looking for. But I think that it really goes so much more perfume once it's dry. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't get just like, I'm a walking stick of licorice no. anymore. I have a newfound respect for powdery fragrances. Interesting. I feel like powder is always the thing where people are like, I lo- it's like when people say, like, you're like, what kind of music do you like? And they're like, anything but country. Exactly. I feel like people think that with powdery perfume, they're just like, that's the one yeah. thing I don't like. Which I kind of am guilty of feeling like that. I was like that, I thought, but then I became obsessed with Latessa. Mm-hmm. And this, to me, is markedly powdery. It is. And it makes it smell really expensive and kind of like complete. And it makes the journey feel like a holistic experience. I will say the powdery slash expensive mm-hmm. sort of pipeline, the powdery to expensive pipeline yeah. is real. I do think that that's like the powdery note that you get from certain ones really elevates where they sit in the cost breakdown. I get Jasmine for sure. Yeah. You don't get white flowers. That's like. I do a bit. I feel like white flowers, jasmine, anise. Yeah. Did you say anise? I think we could say whatever we want. Okay. I think it's our pod. But what would you say? I think I would say, oh my God, I'm on the spot. Just say it, girl. I think I would say anise probably. <laughs> Just because it's so fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> this is one where I would, if I went and Ooh. smelled this in the boutique, I would spray it on skin and then like spray it on hair, spray it on clothes, entire body. Like Fully. it demands an over application. Totally. It's, it's definitely like a full, you know, waft cloud. It's of a it. cloud. This yeah. is, this is very like boudoir to me, like mm-hmm. getting ready and kind of like leaving the house and having it leave wow. five minutes after you. Why do you see the bottle bitch? <laughs> if it's what I think it is, it's one of the most delicious perfume bottles. Yeah. Um, so what are we ranking the initial spreads? Mm. For me, A plus. I love it. Yeah. For me, A minus just because it's not like my taste of something I would buy, but I yeah. see that it's absolutely stunning. The cool thing is that I love as we go on, we're like getting a clearer definition about like what our ranges yeah. mean. Yeah. So like for me, if it's in the A range, I'm like undeniably good mm-hmm. and just like, a great perfume mm-hmm. across the board, but a minus is like, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, a or a plus is like gradations of for, how much it's like my personal thing. It's like a full bottle worthy. Yeah. Yeah. This is very much like, it was kind of almost like an instant, like I will be buying this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that. So dry down. We'll wait to get, even more I will say longevity strength not amazing 
it like fades on me. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know my condition. Yeah, no, you do. You've been yeah. to a diagnose. I have an official diagnosis. <laughs> I have a doctor's note. So yeah. No, your skin it devours a frag. Chomp, chomp, chomp. It chomps it. Munch, munch, crunch, crunch. I I act like mine does. I yours doesn't. No, I like no. glam spray perfume, and then five minutes before I leave the house, I do a whole second application. I will say one of the things that's been really lovely about this pod is finding community among others whose skin <laughs> chomps the fragrance away. Oh, you found like-minded I've, community. I found, found some like-minded community for sure. Really? Yeah. Like who? Like uh, Maddie. Hers eats too. Mm-hmm. I've talked to like two other people who also like have listened to the pod and have been like, same. I too suffer. I do. I'm a sufferer. <laughs> we'll start having our like benefit galas, eating us skin, the benefit. Um, yeah. So it's a condition. It's okay. a chronic condition affecting one in five Americans. So I have to tell you, I don't have a very clear picture of who would wear this. Mm. To me, it's pretty universally nice. But licorice to me, I'm like, that is not for everyone. The licorice dies way down in the dry down. Very much so. What are you getting at the dry down? Like now that we're at this point of the dry down, we can check back in later too. I don't want to step on it, but I'll tell you exactly what I'm getting. Step on it, bitch. It's Aqualina pink sugar in the dry down. Ooh. Like it's dupacious. Well, that is A, good to know. And be heart wrenching, heart wrenching because I paid so much money for this. <laughs> but like you know, a dupe is a dupe is a dupe. The dry down to me smells similar. It's not a real dupe, but it smells similar to the opening of pink sugar. Gotcha. Yeah, I I, I get that. But it's can you grab pink sugar? Oh! <laughs> and it was directly in her pocket the whole. Time. I was gonna use it for our blind smell. No. <laughs> well, here it is. Well, we have to spray it now. We gotta spray it. We gotta spray it. Okay. I I will extend my other wrist. That's so fucking funny, Wee. girl. That's so funny. Okay, so I'm so curious about comparing the two. And then the other thing too is that I have my other one that I also wanted to compare. Okay. So this is like a great. This is an atypical episode, but we have to go with it. We got to roll with the punches. So this one's way more vanilla. Yeah. I mean, to me, the initial spritz is so much sharper. I know. That's, I love pink sugar. You know, it's one of my all-time faves. But the opening, I can't do at all. Like, I have to give myself 15 minutes before I leave the house because I think it smells straight up bad in the opening. But I think the dry down is stunning. The opening is like sharp and citrusy yeah. to me. It just smells like it's not quite done yet in the yeah, opening. Yeah, it's cooking. It's, co- it's cooking. <laughs> let, let her cook. But the dry down is like donuts and like pretty girls and yeah. yumminess. Sunshine and cupcakes <laughs> and everything nice. <laughs> I, mean, I do, yeah, I mean like even just as it's like as the wetness has left the spritz, I'm already getting like sweet pastry, like 
I think we should give it a second, but hilarious that I was going to do no. the Brian, blind smell with Aquilina. But I'm ready to also talk about that, too. I mean, it's initial so spritz, good. we're probably going to give it a low ranking. Unfortunately, I think I have I, to. I don't even... You dislike it actively. I think it's fine. It's not, like, my favorite, but it's not... Um, You know what they call a scrubber in the fragrance community? No, I don't. A perfume that is so heinous uh-huh. that you have to scrub, scrub it, it off. off. <laughs> Listen, I don't think this is actually a scrubber, but yeah. if it smelled like this all night, I would make myself nauseous. Yeah. I agree. Whereas the dry down, again, pleasant. Lovely. Lovely. So now... As it's drying down, the vanilla is coming to the fore for me. Yeah. Like the citrus is decreasing. That's the thing. The vanilla is rising. It's an acerbic citrus opening. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the anise is strong in the opening too, but it's so artificial and so like lemon pledge. So pledge. It's it's tricky. I... As compared against the one that I brought, yeah, it's this one is so much more. Mine is like so much more licorice, mm-hmm. smokier, and it's just perfume. <laughs> it's real perfume. It's, it's like yeah. not that this isn't. Listen, Aquilina, we love you, but it's like this is like per, play play it's perfume, like body splash yeah. vibes. Yeah, it's yeah. like perfume for tweens. God, Though, but I told you I was watching that stripper get ready with me video uh-huh. and she put on Aqualina and, but, and she was so cute about it. She was like, I always have my perfume in my bag. It's my signature scent, Aqualina pink sugar. I was just like, oh. exactly. You're like, that's on period. That's on period. So I'm going to bring out the bottle of what I brought yeah. just because it's like, let's, let's do, let's get them out. Let's do a side by side comparison. Yeah. And I like that this is warmed in my pocket now. So, I brought... Girl, it's so pretty. Killian. Uh, Leur Verte. This is so pretty, this bottle. Can it, you say the name? Leur Verte. Okay. Love that. Okay. Le Hur. Le Hur. Um, but this looks like a cut crystal tumbler. Yeah. This looks like something from like... Um, did you see the film version of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? No. But it's like something that would be on the little like side exactly. table of drinks. It would be like if so, if there was like a an snifter. alcoholic in the 50s who like, you know, drinks alone. <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah. They would pour it into a glass like this. It's so pretty. Okay. I got to say, mm. Aqualina Pink Sugar has dried down now and I yeah. love it. For me, it's like already in the part that I, I think is. It's so outrageous how it does not remotely compare to the Bikelian. I mean, the Bikelian is like, without a doubt, you can tell which one is the more expensive one. Doy. Like, how many ml is this? It's a lot of bottle and not a lot of juice. Exactly. That is my one sort of worry about it. It's 50. It says 50, but it doesn't look like 50 (laughs) to me. It's a glass bottle. It's like a little um, cylinder. It has a glass cap. The cap is the same size as the bottle. Basically. Nearly. 
it's and it has this beautiful gold um, sort of plaque on the front with the name engraved, engraved, and it's just beautiful. the The juice is a lovely, like golden color. I think it would be nice if the bottle actually were crystal, and for the amount that you paid, I think it probably. I mean, yeah. Should. So this is the most expensive fragrance I've ever bought. Ooh. How much was that? Was two hundred something, like two seventy or like two ten? Like two ten. Oh, okay. Which again, for some people, they're like, "Yeah, that's fucking regular degular." Oh, that's a lot. But for me, as a thrifty bitch, yeah. I was like, Ooh. "It's." I have three FB wants on my list right now that are one seventy five, and I just like can't bring myself to do it. What are they? Harvest Mouse. Uh-huh. I am obsessed with Harvest Mouse right now. It's so pretty. By yeah. a zoologist. Um, Una Tira Dolce by Hildy. Uh-huh. Which one is that one? It's the cherry. Oh, yum. And that fragrance, Salome by Papillon, which I thought smelled like an auto mechanic shop. Mm-hmm. And then David at Scent Bar was saying it smelled like Indian curry. So I don't know. Wild. We might be thinking of different fragrances. Yeah. But those are three. I think that Salome actually is like 250. I can't. Like, I, I can't. I can't. So my question is, yeah, for these brands that sell these like niche ass, weird ass fragrances mm-hmm. for like 250, how are they in business? How are they making money? Who out there, like zoologist, for example, mm-hmm. how many customers do they have? Zoologist is particularly insane because there are so many in the line. I know. I don't know how they do it. I've been really wondering about this. Like all of the lines that are at Scent Bar. I mean, that's the thing. When you get something where it's like, oh, there's just like two or three fragrances from this brand, whatever. Sure. You know, and even like some of them that seem very like DIY in the packaging and whatever, that that feels different. Like, Like a Kais or... Honestly, even Hildy packaging is like very DIY. You're thing. right. You're right. Um, and there's not like a crazy amount, but zoologists, I'm like, you clearly have like a whole team behind this mm-hmm. in such a way. And it's like an effort has been put into it's, like making an entire line with different noses. Like, girl, it's almost like Comme des Garcons level, yeah. but like at kind of a startup pace or something. But like, I never. Other than literally you, I'm out in the world and like hear people say, I'm wearing Zoologist. I think Zoologist really cornered the market for um, freaky in the uh-huh. niche worlds. and f- But freaky and beautiful. Like, yeah. I was at dinner the other night and someone was saying that they, it wasn't Demeter, but there was a line of fragrances that were like supposed to be yucky that uh-huh. you would get in really tiny bottles. She was like, I can't remember the name. I'll send it to you. It's got to be Demeter. You know, something like that that just smells like blood and piss. Like that, sure, is going to be freakier than zoologist squid or whatever, which is like ink and briny marine because those are made by amazing master noses. Like every zoologist fragrance is a work of art. Yeah. But it is like, it's challenging enough that you do, it begs the question. And I even wonder like, okay, by Killian is a completely different situation, but zoologist, even Hildy, like, I'm sure that they rely on reseller, not resellers. Um, like stockists. Stockists. Yeah. Thank you. 
but there's not that many people that carry these fragrances. I just don't understand. Like, and if you go to Scent Bar, yeah. there's so many offerings. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd be so curious to know what's their top sellers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they've told us before. I think we were together. Fuck, I can't remember the name. It's this bottle that's, um, it's like a teal and it oh. looks like it's flocked. I know, you know exactly that which one, one with a big old cap. Yeah. What is that brand? We'll look it up and put it in the liner notes. I can't remember. And yeah. it doesn't smell like, like it was, I remember it being pretty, but like not yeah. outrageously special. I also feel like they said that their um, perfumes de Marley sell really well. Mm. Those pink and like different shades of pink bottles. Yeah. They're super girly. I wonder if they sell like a lot of molecule and a lot of like Juliet has a gun. Like and calm. Like and calm. And maybe DS and Durga. Probably. Yeah. They sell by Rado. I bet those fly off the shelves. But I feel like for Byredo, I kind of bet that they don't sell as many because Because people go to Byredo. People would just go to the Byredo store yeah. if they want Byredo. Yeah. There's a lot of places to buy them. And I know that I have never when I've gone to Scent Bar. Because I can just go into the Byredo store if I want a small Byredo, I like completely avoid that section. No, I'm the same. And I don't dislike Byredo, but like I'm like, meh. I'm the same. Eh. It's true. So I just would imagine that that's not like the higher seller there. There's a couple of times. It. it I also am curious as to which ones, because there's way more on the Lucky Scent website mm-hmm. than there is in the store. Totally. And there was one Hildy scent that I went in wanting to smell called Hot Milk. Love. It's like a lactonic. And I love that bit. So cool. Yeah. So like a milky, like chili pepper fragrance. I want that. Doesn't that sound so good? Ugh. And they have it on the website and I asked to smell it in the store. And I don't think that you saw this. So they have everything on the shelves, mm-hmm. but they also have like drawers. Yes. Like a Dewey Ooh. decimal system, like tiny drawers full of samples. Not the drawers. And shit that they don't actually have on display. Yeah. So they went in d- digging for hot milk and couldn't find it. But but <laughs> there's lots of shit in those drawers. Yeah. Things that we've never smelled before. I love that. It's pretty exciting. I mean, so all of this is to say, mm. like, I'm so intensely curious about the funding model behind certain lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how? who's funding Nasimoto? Who's funding? I mean, as we know, Mm -hmm. think of like a small literary press. Yes. Someone gets an inheritance. Sure. And they're just like, let me start a literary magazine. And maybe it's really like, that's not, maybe it's very good. Yeah. But oftentimes a literary magazine that pays their writers, you know, $400 or whatever. Yeah. And makes no money at all Mm -hmm. besides like. I don't even know, donation, ads, something. Yeah. In any event, like, I think sometimes you need to have like a hot beef injection to start. (laughs) (laughs) We love a hot beef injection. Just to get you started. Yeah. And it's possible some of them don't make money. That's kind of what I'm implying, I guess. I'm just like, I wonder how many of these brands are like in the red. Yeah. From doing it this way. And some of the most beautiful fragrances we've ever smelled, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just really shocked that like, nevertheless, they persist. Girl, 
everyone is saying to me that perfume is having a moment. Like, I think it is. Yeah. It's possible that zoologist is going to like blow up and be like on the New York Stock Exchange in a year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have not ever talked about a bottle of zoologist. Yeah. Gotta say, not a fan of the graphic design. Oh, they're so cute. Not into it. You don't like the illustrations? They would so twee to me. I think they're so like Aesop's fables. <laughs> I can appreciate it for someone, but not for me. I will yeah. be I will be purchasing more by Killian weird little cylinders of glass. I mean, that's very like. I mean, this one has literally like a like a, a special place on like, my vanity. It's like, a, ah. It was designed for a vanity. It was designed yeah. for a silver tray. Fully, this is it's, it's gorge. And incidentally, I'm smelling it, girl. The dry down is so pretty. Yeah. The degree, I'm actually still getting the licorice in the dry down. Me too. The degree to which it's dissimilar from pink sugar. And I'm out here being like, you overpaid. You could have paid $9.99 for pink sugar. It's, it's just literally like, not a dupe. It's not remotely close. I feel like they are wildly far apart. Beyond. Because pink sugar. But what, I love them both. What we fail to mention about pink sugar is this is a cotton candy fragrance. And the dry down is so cotton candy. It's so cotton candy. I mean, it's delicious, it's but like it's... like vanilla cotton candy. Yeah, that's country fair. I mean, I love it. And you're just smelling it again is like, I need an FB of it. It's insane to me that you haven't purchased an FB yet. Yeah. Well, that's what's up next. Today's the day. Yeah. How's Loverdose treating you? good i wore it to weho last night oh you did yeah i just spritzed myself in a cloud of it so marched out the door so fun yeah it's good i i'm disappointed with how it's it's staying power and it's it's like throw it doesn't it doesn't really project much maybe you had angel expectations and who could ever meet those i just need to get angel you just need to get angel yeah it's so pretty so while we're while we have these out, I'm actually really glad that we are doing it like this because this is now ending up being our sort of like um like panel discussion on licorice fragrances. So first up, we'll have pink sugar speaking. Yeah. <laughs> each each gets a mic. Um because the other thing I bought was this, which is what I bought at the scent fair that we oh. went to last week. Cognoscenti, amazing name. Yeah. Spray? Go for it. So the last pod we recorded oh was right before we went to the scent fair. Yeah. And then we went that evening, Friday night. And should we give our little review of it? I think we made a splash. I think we made a splash. Oh. And just like you just know. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Um, okay. I'm going to spritz this on too. Okay. So the first, it's hard, but like the opening just like wet is super medicinal and needs a sec. Yeah. It's just really funny because these are all three different like visions of licorice in a, in a fragrance. So. Oh my God. This is savory. Yeah. So this Cognoscenti one, um, was a table at the scent fair Mm. that, had a lot of, I would say like a lot of the directions were fairly like natural, herbal, fruit, you know, like Mm. very that kind of vibe. 
And this one, our friend Rosie, who we went with, like picked it up and she was like, oh, bitch, you need to smell this one. Mm. This was like a perfect licorice fragrance. It's a very aromatic licorice. And it's so just like wildly accurately licorice to me. You know what I'm getting actually? To me, this is fennel. It's so fennel. It's so fennel. This is special. It's really good. I think of the three we just spritzed, it's the strongest, which is crazy. Which is crazy. Do you remember if they were like essential oil pills? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Sometimes naturals are stronger. They, yeah. I mean, they did tell me that this mm. one is like really intense and like just spray a little bit. And I was like, Haha, you fucking, you wish, bitch. Chloe, this is such a fun little thing. Drupal. I know. I feel like this group is a really interesting, like, I wish I had brought Loverdose also, which also has licorice. Yeah. And, um. You need your Lolita. I was just going to say my Lolita and Pika. Yeah. Which, spoiler alert about that one, it's not perfect. You ordered it? I have, yeah. Was it the men's that you ordered? So the one that I really want is the discontinued men's one. The men's is the one that's like the cult favorite. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's well, the men's is the one that people that was like literally the first recommended thing for licorice Mm. on, um, for Grantica. Wait, fuck. I don't have my phone. Do you have your phone? Yeah. What's the Olympic orchids one that I texted you? Oh yeah. So, and actually I was, I was messaging with Lucy about it as well. (gasps) Oh my God. Are you going to go buy it? I think so. So I have a, so we got a recommendation for another licorice fragrance to add to the roster. Yeah. Um, it was... Osfume by Olympic Orchids. Okay. So I already was planning to do a... Ooh, your haul is coming up. An Olympic Orchids haul. Um, Wait, what else is in your cart? I really want to buy the California chocolate one that I smelled a sample of here. That one is essentially just like a chocolate orange. But it's that one to me is very soapy. It's a very clean. It's an interesting way to think about chocolate, but it's like a very clean chocolate smell. Mm. And it has a little bit of a powdery dry down. I would have expected something a little bit like smokier and more like cacao cocoa powder but that one goes a little soapy but pretty okay so interestingly i'm not finding this oh their website on the website hmm. i'm like ripping your phone out of your You're hand like, ah! what are your other ones that you want to get from her um well the one that i really know i want to get is that one the chocolate the and the chocolate yeah. the others i was just gonna get um samples yeah of things just because I don't know. I feel like I wanted to try Kaifi, which you talked about. Do you want me to, should we smell it? Yeah. Okay. Let's check it out. It's so pretty. Um, that one's really special to me. It's really 70s. Yeah. I I liked your description of it. I also liked the Dev One uh, soap that we tried. Have you, not to like put you on blast for hygiene, but have you used the hand soap in my bathroom? <laughs> Yes, I have, babe. Yes, I have. That's Olympic Orchids, too. It's called Woodcut. Is it a the, the bar soap? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they make bar soap, too? Yeah. She's that's glam. prolific. 
I think this oh, wrist is God. actually open. I'll let you apply. Mm-hmm. That tiny little sample. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is... Okay, so this is Kaifi. It's like a little bit mothballs. It's so good. To me, it's like 70s potpourri. Ooh. It is so potpourri. It's so like... It's um, like hippie. Cinnamon red hot. Cinnamon red hot. It's a little mothballs, but like in a good way. Definitely a little mothballs. I like it. It is very hippie. I love it. And it, you can get tiny bottles from her. Yeah. This is a scent that I could easily see in Topanga. Totally. At the Inn of the Seventh Ray? Fully. This is also like... Is, wasn't there something about it being like a tomb or something? Yeah, it's supposed to smell like an Egyptian tomb. <laughs> I feel like the dustiness comes through. Yeah. Or it's kind of like old library. Not like the book pages smell which is so rank and outrageous but it's like the shelves it's like cedary yeah Yeah, it's like you you know those cedar blocks that you put in like that's so my parents i've never seen that as an adult my parents do that too those cedar blocks that you put in with your clothes in the drawers fully keeps them fresh so yeah so now that you mentioned cedar i'm like oh it is like a strong cedar base yeah very cedar very potpourri very dusty very cinnamon. I love that we're both wearing four perfumes right now. Woo! Okay, so just... Wow, so we, and we, we're wearing four perfumes and we have not rated many oh, of them you're right. on many categories. Okay, you're well, right. That's okay. We can right. get into it. So starting with Killian, yeah. which was the first one we sprayed. First of all, it's by Killian. Starting with by Killian. And we will be discussing that when we get to the name portion. Le Heure Vert. Yeah. Okay. I pulled up the notes, so I have it here. I, ha- I pulled up the um, Fragrantica. Okay. So, main accords. Mm. Woody, aromatic, soft, spicy, patchouli, bitter, earthy, balsamic, sweet, warm, spicy, at the bottom, anise. Interesting. I am so mad that anise is at the bottom of that. I think I don't really know to flip how, the table. Yeah, I don't know how the accords are generated and that also like isn't really exactly what accord means. So I I kind of ignore that part. I look at the mm-hmm. top one. Yeah. It's not my go-to area on Fragrantica. So, uh it is a woody aromatic fragrance. It was launched in 2021. Oh, she's new. The nose behind this fragrance is Mathieu Nardin, who is also a Nelf. I added that to my list. You looked him up. Oh my God, he's so cute. No vibes. Wow. When will we fuck an, an elf? I know. <laughs> when is the episode in which we invite a elf on pod and then just record a sex tape of us fucking? <laughs> <laughs> when is our OnlyFans? Yeah, it's just like once we pivot. Okay. Is there anything else that you recognized of his? Oh, he did Anna Sui. Oh, he didn't do the Anna Sui I'm thinking of. Okay. I didn't actually look through his full list, but mm. I was busy looking at his body. He did the BB South Beach Jet Set fragrance. How okay. fun is that? He did Commodity Nectar, which I've never smelled, but I'm sure is really good. Um, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 bo
I've never I'm not smelled. that familiar. Yeah, I'm not that familiar. Emily loves them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're like definitely like rich girl. Mm. Um, he did. You know that line, Le Ben Gerbois. Do you remember these? No. What's this called? Oud Laïque. That one I've smelled yeah. and is really pretty. That one smells super expensive. Maybe that's his thing. Is making scents that smell expensive? Maybe. I mean, because this one smells wildly expensive, like BB Jet Set. So Mark Jacobs Cucumber Splash 2016. Huh. Love that. A lot for Miller Harris, which I've never heard of. I mean, he's prolific. There's we're like scrolling for miles. Yeah. And he looks young. He seems to be. Oh, he's done a bunch of regi- regime de fleurs. Oh, really? Yeah, a which lot of ones. Them. Oh, the list goes on and on. Yeah. My gosh. Most of them, it looks like. Is he just the main nose for that? Oh, this he might be. This is the line that they said is the best seller. Oh. Zerjoff. Zerjoff. Okay, I need to go back in and smell that. Maybe we need to buy a Zerjoff. Yeah, I feel like we should investigate some Zerjoff. Yeah. Uh, if it's the most popular. It was created in 2003. Glam. So now that this is drying down, it gets an A from me. The by Killian? Yeah. Oh, we need to look at the notes. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Lol, we got so distracted. <laughs> we need to look at the notes. Sally. It's to me, it's definitely white flowers and like clean powder. And so soap. that's your what are your yeah, what what is what's your full full list of notes that you get before I read them? I get jasmine, soap, powder. Oh, you're gonna be surprised by this. Anna's Vanilla, smoke. Top notes, absinthe. Oh. Only top note. I love that. Totally. Yeah. Middle notes, licorice, violet leaf. Violet? Violet leaf. I get no green. I mean, actually, maybe now that we're smelling out. Base notes, patchouli, vetiver, woody notes, sandalwood completely off yeah you know i'm sure all the shit i said is in there they just don't like talking about it yeah mom's the word <laughs> they're like zip the lip do you get patchouli i guess so i feel like i need a refresher on like what exactly patchouli smells like in its like on its own because mm. i feel like it's in so many compositions I that i that i know but i'm like what am i identifying as the patchouli it's a chameleon yeah, I can imagine. So patchouli and absinthe—that's pretty sexual. This—I do get the sandalwood when I smell. Looking for that, I think there's jasmine for sure. Maybe it's just like an like an artificial ambergris that smells jasminey. But yeah, it's but, floral to me. Yeah. So that's so that those are the notes apparently. Mm, so good. It's so good. Um, dry okay. down gets an A for me. So initial spritz for you was A minus. A minus. For me, it was A+. plus. Mm. Uh, dry down, for me, it's going to stay with an A+. plus. Mm. For you, just A. Yeah. Then strength and longevity, I'm going to give it, unfortunately, a B+, because it's not amazing. Of the four we're wearing, I think it is the least strong. Yes. Which is disappointing because it's expensive and smells expensive and whatever. But maybe it just becomes kind of like a woody, smoky skin scent. I think it kind of, when I've worn it exclusively, it's felt like that. Yeah. I like, I wore it 
uh, recently on a day out with friends and like when I first got in the car, everyone was like, oh my God, you smell so good. But then like throughout the day, I don't think I like it lingered on me. Throughout the day they were like, by the way, you don't smell good anymore. (laughs) Just checking in. You smell like (laughs) shit now. So get out of the car, walk home. Yeah. I'm going to say longevity strength kind of be honestly just a B. I can't even give it a B plus. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but the oh, skin scent aspect of it like makes it nice. It's 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 not like a huge issue that that's how it stays. I feel like this would mix with funk so well. You can't fake the funk. You cannot fake the funk. So bottle aesthetic, I'm going to give it an A plus because I think it's gorgeous. I think I also have to give it an A plus. It's really pretty. It's like looks so expensive and glam. I like it. If I loved it, I would be so excited to add this to my collection because of the way it looks. Yeah. Like this must be so pretty on your tiered perfume counter. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I have it. I have it displayed separately from it even. excuse me. So that it's in its own pride of place. Did you notice there's a K Mm -hmm. engraved on the top of the atomizer? Yeah. Um, So it's great. It's glam. Honestly, I'm not super into a lot of the other by Killian bottles. I don't mm. think I think the overall aesthetic for by Killian is like not my vibe. It's, it's too liquor. It's like liquor flask glass. It's like too girly swirly too. Really? I think the it K looks is so. Oh, the, mm. the font itself. Yeah. What about the name? By Killian annoying that it's by Killian. I mean, it's so sir having sex, unique exactly. restaurant restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give the name, well, by Killian, the name gets a C. So this means, in French, it means the green hour. Now that I know it's absinthe, yeah. I like that. Absinthe and violet leaves, both green. Yeah. Isn't that funny, though? This fragrance is not green to me at all. Not at it's all. like brown. That's why when I first saw that that was the name, I was like, I feel like this is going to mislead people. TBH. Mm, your marketing brain said, yeah, it we're just off target. I feel like it's going to get the right customer. Yeah. So for that, I'm going to give it like a C minus. It's like pretty low, but honestly, it just feels off. Um, like I, it's a pretty name in general, yeah. but it's like, I don't feel like it's the right name in. And this is me being like a fucking stupid American. So like, well, I think you make a good point. The fact that it's absinthe makes the green thing make sense. I'm with Le Vert. I'm fine with that. I feel like that can be a B plus, A minus, whatever. That's like fine. Yeah. By Killian, on the other hand, Mm -hmm. I struggle with. Struggling. I really struggle with that. That tiny. I think that the quality of the two combined. Babe, this is so, there's something about her sandwiches. Fully, Which like I, also, I wanted to say, yeah, I actually liked the logo and like font that they chose mm-hmm, for it. Mm-hmm. When I saw the like design of the something about her like sticker, yeah, I was like, honestly, not bad. They kind of snapped with the they logo. Kind of snapped. I'm really upset by the idea of a Greek salad sandwich. It's just, that sounds like something you're going to be like burping up all day. Whoa. Just like I hate that oniony. No. no, I mean, I also hate that the name abbreviates to sa. 
It's not great. You know, like Sir and Sa. Yeah, that's not great. First we stop by Sa, then we stop by Sir. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of brilliant for people who are on the pump rules, like uh, circuit. the circuit. Fully. Because you can go and get a cheap meal. They should have done... Someone else said this, and so I'm stealing someone else's idea. Yeah. They should have done a fucking food truck. A Sir food truck? Well, oh, the, the girl should have done something about her yes. food truck. Yeah. And then show up outside of the Vanderpump establishments late at night. Brilliant. Like when everyone's getting out and like needs a little snacky. Like just not even the Vanderpump establishments because those are food, I guess. But people just mostly go to drink. You're so right. And there's not a lot of cheap eats in WeHo. There's Fat Burger if you want to like yeah. do that, but <laughs> you want to inject grease directly into the veins, which I do often. You want to go ahead and do that. So I think that they would really fucking like clean up as a late night food truck. But as we're talking, I feel like sh- Sir should do like a to go window of just like they should do their if goat cheese balls. Their food. Yeah. But they should do like their goat cheese balls in a little paper thing for cheap. Yeah. Literally just so you could eat something before you go and get wasted at the restaurant. Yeah. These brilliant ideas we come up with. I know. I wish that someone from Bravo was listening. Andy, call us. Andy, hit the line. But this is of the fragrances we're wearing. The bike Killian. I love Kaifi. Kaifi is so different. I feel like I can't even compare the two. Kaifi is like a whole different world. If we're taking Kaifi out of the equation, yeah. of the three, this is far and away my favorite. I I think I agree. I like them all for different reasons. So the Bike Killian is among my favorite that I own. Mm-hmm. It's like amazing. Yeah. And I've been obsessed with it since I bought it. Something that needs to be said about it is it is very pleasant. It's so pleasant. It's like easy on the nose. Yeah. It's just something that you would want to keep smelling. And I will say, I've shown it to a lot of people who have a lot of different taste profiles Mm. and everyone likes it. Yeah. Like there has not been a single, this is not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's a just like across the board, agreeable scent. Agreeable. Absolutely. Um, which is interesting for a licorice scent too, because like licorice is polarizing. But now that we're talking about it, I think if you don't have licorice in your head, it's kind of just aromatic, Mm. like herbs, like absinthe. Yes. I understand it's an anise liquor, but it also just smells like a little like medicinal, like witch's brew aromatic experience. I feel like, in the Bikillion composition, mm. that's folded into a very powdery, mm-hmm. just pleasant, sort of like ambiently perfumey. Exactly. I get a lot of patchouli in the dry down, but I don't know if I'm smelling kaifi now. Yeah. Which is like another kind of like aromatic. But so the cognoscenti one mm. is licorice in to me, so much more of a um, fennel, fennel, herbal, like 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 apothecary I, exactly. sort of direction. Exactly. It smells like a natural to me. It's um, I think it's really pretty. I don't. It's hard to compare them because the Bikillian one is so like um, 
like toiled over. Like it clearly Clearly. was perfected as like a beautiful perfume experience. Mm -hmm. It takes you on a really stunning kind of like subtle, beautiful journey. Agreed. The Cognoscenti one, you kind of like what you spray is what you get into my nose. The initial experience. I would agree. I would agree. It's, so if you like it, you like it. It's just not going to take you on the same It's just journey. very licorice bark fennel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I love. It actually reminds me a lot of like the, um, of like for, for net or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. So this is a very licorice. Yeah. Spray. Boozy, boozy. Boozy, boozy. Um, I mean, yeah. So I really like the Cognoscenti one. I've been wearing it a bit. I have like a very small little decant of it. Yeah. I think that's a good size. Yeah. Okay. Pink sugar. Pink sugar. Now moving on. Do you not agree the dry down gets better and better? Better and better. I love it. But it's so wildly different to me than what's on my arm. Yeah. I. It just, but the cotton candy just like. The cotton candy is beautiful. It's like a soft whisper that envelops you it still does have a little bit of citrus to me Mm. but i think it like needs that to be like to to bring it down a little bit from being absolutely like you know cavity inducing totally totally it smells like to me it smells like a pretty girl that just smells good all the time like oh this is just the way my skin smells oh yeah i'm just wafting and radiating this it's just me it's me hi it's like peaches and cream but sometimes when it's like especially like super feminine like hyper girly sweet little like woman as candy bar sort of things i think that those are interesting and funny right and like fascinating oh interesting but you don't necessarily know if the people who are smelling you know that you know that you're exactly. kind of doing like a conceptual a, thing you're doing like a gender fuck like yeah. but then like comes around full circle yeah okay Got i guess it. yeah i guess i sort of am just like there's so much of me that's like visible in the world as just like just a cute girl mm-hmm. just doing girly things mm-hmm. but like I really do feel like my own relationship to all of those things has more like complexity and depth and like variation than what necessarily shows up moment to moment. No, completely. It's interesting. I feel like there was like a cultural reckoning to this end. Yeah. I think this was why like Lalabo Santal 33 like had popped off off. because for so long we were within, which we love the Bath and Body Works industrial complex totally. where everyone was smelling like a mango smoothie. Brown sugar and yeah. Exactly. Totally. Which we love it. But then I think there was this idea of like, oh, does like femininity have to be yeah. like smelling like a fucking dessert? Right. And then it kind of became a cliche to be like, oh, my perfume smells like dirt, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like there's this like e-girl like kind of like oh i'm like a pretty like young looking waif and Mm -hmm. like i just smell like cookies and cream like that seems like we're more in that moment now totally well and i also think that like yeah things that are popular there are certain things that are popular that really go toward that yeah yeah i i think about the by killian the rihanna scent the um love don't be shy which is like so just like 
just a like orangey marshmallow. Mm, it's the marshmallow one. It's the marshmallow right. one. Which I'm like, it's lovely. Right. I don't dislike it. It just is. Sometimes it like gets me to a place of like. You're like, I'm more than a marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it gets me to a place of interior scroll. No, <laughs> that's so true. I totally get your you point. Know? Okay. Well, add Kaifi to your cart. Yeah. Smell like a tomb. Love that. And fuck the world. Speaking of tomb, I saw a TikTok. Speaking of tomb. Speaking of tomb, <laughs> I saw a TikTok that was someone saying that Tom Ford lost cherry mm-hmm. is what corpses smell like. Like there's a cherry. That's like the embalming fluid or something that they use. Something. There's like some um, chemical compound or something. Wait, corpses are like cadavers in like a anesthetized environment. They were saying that someone who had worked in a like mortuary or something <gasps> had said that cadaver, like they can't wear lost cherry because it reminds them too much of what like corpses smell like. And it's because there's some chemical compound that's in lost cherry that makes that creates the cherry sort of like mm-hmm. directional scent. And it's used in other, um, you know, products to to like to simulate that and that's also something that like is emitted from dead bodies or something emitted for dead bot from dead bodies or is it like a cleaning fluid that's girl i could not tell you i do not remember because literally if it's emitted from dead bodies i mean we need to go out and spend five hundred dollars each and get a bottle because that's insane going around smelling straight up dead Dead. (laughs) (laughs) have you ever smelled lost cherry i love it i mean I feel like we haven't talked about Tom Ford literally at all. I'm not gaga Mm -hmm. over. I mean, maybe if the price point were even remotely realistic, I would give them more of a chance, but they're so expensive. It's silly. They're silly silly expensive. Yeah. I I had a period of time where I was literally, like I wouldn't buy any full bottles of anything. Mm. I would literally just go and stock up on Tom Ford samples Mm. at, Bloomingdale's or whatever. Fucking fabulous. Fucking fabulous. Fucking fabulous is the one that's like the aromatic rosemary one. It's very sage. That to me is a really pretty aromatic scent. It is similar enough to Basilica that I'm just like, I'll spend 150 on Basilica. Why am I going and spending 400 on fucking fabulous? Yeah. Also speaking of, uh, Milano Fragranze, Mm. my Panettone arrived. (gasps) And I'm so, so excited about her. I feel like I need to bump my grade for the bottle of those up to They're beautiful A+. bottles. They're so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The blue and the packaging it comes in is like this all like Yves Klein blue. It's like mwah. they rocked it. So good. They rocked it. But speaking back to Tom Ford for a yeah. sec, I feel like a lot of them have this like powdery, sagey, like kind of like ambery base. Oh, interesting. That feel very similar to one another. They feel very rich. Like every one of them, you're like, okay, this is a fucking rich bitch. Yeah. But they all dry down to that same base. Even Lost Cherry? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And definitely like Rose Prick dries down to that too. It starts off kind of rose, but dries down to this like ambery... I'm not remembering it totally, so like maybe I'm totally off. No, but I get your point. You think that the base is similar. The base is similar for most of them. Yeah. Which I don't love. And I I just don't love 
I don't like how it dries down for most of them. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I, I used to love Lost Cherry, Bitter Peach, and Rose Prick. I would always mm-hmm. get samples of those three. And then... Uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones I've tried. Fucking Fabulous I've tried... That's the only one I remember, and I think I tried most of them. There's the Portofino one that's like yummy sunscreen. Oh, and Rolly Portofino. Yeah. yeah. They, I went in 2022 when my mom was in the hospital mm. uh, to just like get her a bunch of like fragrance samples to like cheer her up while we were hanging out in the hospital together. Mm. And I was at the Tom Ford counter with my friend, and like the guy who was working there was just like very funny, like old gay guy. And he was like, you should give her fucking fabulous because she's fucking fabulous. And I was like, yeah, like, that's right. For sure. Just like pour it up for free, please, sir. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's get a move on. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. But no, I mean, and like, I, I tried a bunch of them in that moment. And I just remember being kind of like a little bit like, eh. not bowled over, not bowled over. I refuse to talk about the different brands that have made me feel like this, but recently I have been in a little bit of a fragrance rut where Um, I have been feeling like not necessarily bowled over. Interesting. By a lot of things I've been trying. I mean, I'm feeling almost exactly the opposite where I'm like, wow, the world is full of possibilities. I love that. I love that. I mean, I, I like go in and out. It's like every third time I go to scent bar, I'm kind of like, okay. Yeah. Just like, don't really try the right stuff. I'm not that excited. Yeah. Maybe like my nose hurts. I'm just over it. You know? It's like, <laughs> I got a little paper cut in my nose. It hurts. I mean, sometimes it just goes in and out. Yeah, exactly. I will say, like, part of the journey that I've been having with, like, us having this podcast, mm-hmm. even, is, like, grappling with my own, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but grappling with, like, feelings of, it feels weird to be like influencing people to buy things like consumer products. Babe, it's perfume. It's not a consumer product, but it is a consumer product. It's a work of art. Yes. Which I appreciate it on those terms, but like beauty for beauty's sake. True. Like to me, it's like, I'm not saying it's like, the most like it's not like the pillar of like yeah. you know whatever like the the white walls of the gallery where yeah. like however i do think if we're going to make anyone buy anything it should definitely be perfume period like yes you're right but also you know like as fucking my antifa ass right my, my anti capitalist ass just gets into this like well maybe we should have like tell them to steal perfume yeah so when we're talking about perfume we're actually incentivizing you to steal all of these just kidding just kidding we need zoologists to stay in business oh my god please (laughs) yeah they're Um, they're on the rocks as it is okay well babe we can debate this offline and really like get to the politics of it all but i do think we should Wrap rate. It up. Well, we should rate these other yeah. four fragrances. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Period. Cognoscenti. Yeah. So this is the one I purchased at the scent fair. Also, wait, just one final quick aside. Mm. What was your experience at the scent fair oh, over the weekend? Girl, it was so much fun. So you were working at the Baruti table? I was working at the Baruti table. And like, if I could just be a shop girl selling perfume all day long and talking to people, I would be so happy. Babe, you literally could be. I just wish I could like 
make a little bit more money. To yeah. Work, you know, yeah. but is there a way to like be a salesperson in a boutique and make like a hundred thousand dollars a year? Probably not, but you know, <laughs> we build. We build. Um, so you had a good time. It was so fun. Did it you talk so to a lot fun. of like-minded individuals? Yes, girl. It was so much fun talking to other perfume we obsessives. Love. We love. And it was cool. Like, I just remembered what it felt like to... talking of capital, Speaking of capitalism. Yeah. I remembered what it felt like to kind of, like, make a sale. Like, having someone come over and being yeah. like what's all this? And then I would be like, well, what kind of perfume do you normally wear, babe? And like walk yeah. me through all of them and be like, to me, this one smells like this. And they would smell it and be like, I would have never picked up on that. Like, the, you know, mm. that whole thing to me is I like mean, so like fun. fun. It's yeah. so, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So that's kind of like, I mean, it truly is my dream job to just like talk about perfume all day long. Honestly. And we are living the dream, babe. We should pod 24 seven. Yeah. <laughs> Just a running, like we're Marina Abramovic in the artist's present, just peeing in catheters. Our endurance, yeah, yeah performance. Uh, oh, actually, let's do it completely. Let's give old Marina a run for her money. We should do a 24 hour pod for our what Telethon is this? Of- this is number 10, so I guess we have to save it for number 20, or we could yeah. just keep going. I think 10's a good number. Hey, <laughs> I mean, the night is still young, the night is young. So, you did you get any perfumes <gasps> while you were there? Well, well there are two Baruti perfumes and they're both so good. I was got, one of them perverse uh-huh. though? Okay. Thank fucking God. So fucking cool. So on Friday when I was there, yeah. I, I sampled the wares at the Baruti table and there was one that to me was like a clear standout. I'm yeah. just like, this is fucking dank and nasty and weird and so sexy. I've never smelled a perfume like it before. It's so good. It's called Perverso. It is a very nutty, mm-hmm. like a roasted, savory, nutty gourmand. Yeah. Ooh, it has cocoa powder. It's like spicy too. It's spicy. Yeah. It's completely nuts. And it's... It's nuts. <laughs> pardon my pun it's chock full of nuts it's i also found it to be very like kind of like earthy and like body yeah it was totally body which is like so fun so that one i'm obsessed with i also got the one called uh fuck i should get it right doma koopa i think it's called i'll put it in the liner notes but it's um like an iris oris um you know my favorite like i'm such an iris head like waxy lipstick um but it's so pretty and so good. Mm, mm, Yum. Mm, rocking mm, and rolling. Okay. So the Cognoscenti one is one that I picked up at the Senate Fair. And so what's our initial spritz grade? Initial spritz. I don't know. B plus. I really like it a lot. I think I'm going to do A minus. Maybe I'll do A minus initial B plus dry down. Yeah, I think I might do the same, actually. There's The dry down is pretty. It's just not giving you a new experience, necessarily. It's not. And it's just, like, the initial is, like, has the wow factor. But then by the dry, dry down, you're kind of just like, well, I, I understand that this is, like, an apothecary licorice root fennel smell. Exactly true. Exactly true. Though the fennel is really unique. You're right. The the opening, it's an A-minus opening because fennel yeah. is just, like, an exciting thing to smell. Yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> I didn't, never thought I'd see you here. Um, so then the longevity 
I would say it's pretty good. It smells like it's going to be rocking all day. I think it's an A. Okay. For longevity. Yeah. And then bottle aesthetic is not really super fair. Listen, we have a tiny decant that looks like it's like 5ml or something really small. But do you remember how they were testing the fragrance? How were they testing the fragrance? They had little glass, but it wasn't like a glass cloche. It was like... It looked like a f- glass funnel. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. inside the funnel, they put a test strip that they saturated with mm-hmm. the fragrance. And so you would lift the funnel yeah. and smell the wide part of the funnel, funnel to smell the fragrance. I thought it was a really kind of, it felt like a little bit scientific. It was glam. I hadn't seen fragrance presented that way before. I thought it was really unique. I thought that their table had a lot of like good presentational mm-hmm. elements to mm-hmm. it. They mm-hmm. had... Um, the woman who makes these perfumes also does these like botanical art things. Mm. And so they gave you like a card with one of these like photographs. That's what was so cool about this event. Just getting to smell perfumes like ministry of scent from San Francisco was there. That to me is like one of the bigger, like in America, that's like one of the bigger niche perfume purveyors. That was cool to see them. It was also really cool to see people who it was clearly like way more DIY, yeah, way more, I don't want to say hobbyist because all these people are amazing artists, but it wasn't necessarily like their full-time gig. Totally. Um, so it was nice to see just like a wide range and you could smell things that you would never get to like totally. smell. You would only ever get to blind purchase. And I never honestly had heard of any of the brands that yeah. were there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ministry of Scent I know of and like the brands that they had on offer I was familiar with. Mm -hmm. But otherwise I was like, it's all new to me. It's so fun to get introduced to new good things. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. And it was just like vibey. It was in the courtyard of the Contemporary Craft Museum, which I'd also never been to and seemed like it was really cool. I guess I'm going to say for this Cognoscenti, um, I'm going to almost give it like an N.A. for I think it's an N.A. too. Because I do want to get a full bottle of it. This smaller decant is... You just can't tell. Almost ungradable. Yeah, Because it's just like a sticker on a vial. Yeah, yeah. Um, Name? What's the name? The name of this scent, I can't tell. I think it might be WC. Wash Closet. Water closet. Water closet. That's what yeah. it is. Um, again, maybe kind of NA. Yeah, NA. I'm not really sure. Cognoscenti is fun though. That's a really good name. Cognoscenti, I give a, a B. I'm gonna give it a B plus. Cool. Now to Ms. <laughs> Ms. Pink. Yeah. One in the pink. One in the pink. I uh, am obsessed with it. The dry down's so... We're talking about pink sugar. <laughs> BT now dogs. we're talking about pink sugar. <laughs> Just to keep you in the loop, since we have a podcast and all. The thing that's so... Well, I want to talk about the bottle, but I guess I can hold. Um, opening to me is like a C. Yeah. Because it's just outrageous and like so... It's just like so acerbic. I'm give it a C also. Yeah. Like the opening was bad. Acerbic lemon. Dry down is an A for me. I agree. If I can smell like this, like it's so cotton candy, Mm -hmm. but it's so, it has like still like a citrusy kind of overtone to it. You don't get any licorice in the dry down? Not really. Especially as compared to these other two that are so licorice. Yeah. Like 
I really had thought that licorice was more present in the, in pink sugar, but it's not really. It's like a licorice uh, lemon opening that fades yeah. pretty quickly. Thank God. Yeah. I, the, the cotton candy and sort of the like, just the like airy quality to that is so beautiful. Okay. What do we give? The bottle. So the bottle is a really narrow cylinder and it has this like, it's glass. It's transparent glass and it has a pink crisscross, these little tenuous strips. Like ribbons. (laughs) To me, it looks like something that you would get at like Rite Aid. I think that's where they sell it. At the same time, does that detract? No. I think, Makes me like it even more. Yeah, the graphic design isn't really rocking for me, though I will say conceptually the fact that it looks like pink spun sugar. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And also that swirl at the, the top. The swirl at the top really is so circus. I'm like, which I think this is like a very circus perfume. I mean, it looks like it would be so at home in the bag of a stripper, as you were talking about. 100%. Which is points in a positive direction for me. Definitely. So I'm going to give the bottle design an A minus. I'm going to give it an A minus as well. It's really fun. Yeah. Pink sugar, the name. A plus. A plus. Absolutely like iconic. Amazing. Sometimes that's the thing. I feel like an A plus name is when it's like, that's iconic. Icon status. It is just so catchy and memorable and like, perfect there's just to me fragrance names are such an opportunity i know i know when you hit one that isn't necessarily the best you're just like it's such a bummer because there's so much opportunity to name a fragrance some like really slay in the name department and then some they're just like you're like what are you doing babe you're just like you could have done this other thing so what are the notes of pink sugar Mm. Do you mind looking it up on your phone? Yeah, I'm let me curious. check it out. Uh, gas is cotton candy, lemon, and anise. I kind of... Vanilla? I think I agree with that. Pink? Sugar. Sugar. Just wait, it's like kitchen sink. They're like hmm. plum, patchouli. I kind like, of bet it would be, maybe. Um, main chords, sweet, caramel, vanilla, fruity, soft, spicy, powdery. I don't really get caramel in this. Spicy? Are you nuts? Absolutely not spicy. <laughs> What's the op- mild? It's the opposite of spicy. Yeah. Pink Sugar by Aqualina is a floral, fruity, gourmand fragrance mm. for women. Pink Sugar was launched in 2004. So 2004. So 2004. Top notes are raspberry, orange, fig leaf, and bergamot. Moving on. <laughs> Middle notes are cotton candy, licorice, red berries, strawberry, and lily of the valley. There's um, an aroma chemical that is like a raspberry cotton candy, and I I get that. But the raspberry, I definitely get fine. And honestly, like Lily of the Valley makes sense too because I was there is something floral in it. I learned in my perfume class. I can't remember what it was, but it was berry is so present now. There's something like neroli plus, and I'm gonna get it wrong, but it's like neroli plus one like rose something Mm -hmm. creates lily of the valley like there's no actual i don't think that you can get like a lily of the valley essence or an absolute Mm. so it's always synthetic 
Interesting. Interesting. So the base notes are caramel, vanilla, musk, tonka bean, and sandalwood. Okay. Sandalwood, fine. The first fragrance of Italian cosmetic brand Aquilina is pink sugar. A fragrance for young girls who like sweets. I think I listened to like an oral history of pink sugar once and Aqualina <laughs> Aqualina created the company to release the perfume. It seems like it. Yeah. yeah. It is a very sweet fragrance that smells like fruity candy floss. I think it was like trying to corner the market of like girls, like girl perfume. <laughs> Who run the world? Girls. Who run the world? Because there was Love's Baby Soft. Do you remember? That's like a 70s, yeah. like, which was super, super baby powder. And then there was kind of like a dearth of girl perfume. Gap in the marketplace. Here we are. I mean, it is so young girl. Yeah. Like just all I can see is like Lucy Hale performing on <laughs> American Juniors. <laughs> This is an American This is what you would sound. Yeah. Yeah. This is cheeseburgers for me. So cheeseburgers for me. <laughs> Just to loop it back around. Cool. Okay. Well, well, on that note, this was fun. This was fun. High five. We did it. <laughs> we did it. High five. We had fun. Write that on my tombstone. I had fun. So she had fun. Well, smell, smell you later. later.